0: Welcome to Bikini Diaries. I'm Naima Thompson, businesswoman and IFBB bikini professional. Here, you will get the inside scoop from many bikini professionals and myself as we dive deep into the inner core of our triumphs, hardships, and evolution. This podcast was made to inspire, resonate, and enlighten others with all talks bikini in hopes that you never give up on your dreams thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's talk bikini. Dear Diary. You are listening to the Bikini Diaries podcast. Happy Tuesday. Boy, am I on an extreme high from this weekend. It was an absolute pleasure to be able to watch all the athletes this weekend at Miami Nationals. They all looked amazing and I had such a blast. The perks of being a mature athlete is the hot topic of today's podcast. Today, I'll be introducing to you a woman who is an elite athlete at age 41. She is an inspiration to all women of all ages and someone I have looked up to for many, many years now. Not only is she a top pro, but she is also a business owner and a mother. Get ready to be inspired by her and listen intently along as she shares her journey about her own fitness journey, how she balances life, and must-know tips and secrets for all master competitors. So without further ado, I am so excited and delighted to introduce to you IFBB bikini professional Camille Perriot.
1: Hi Camille, how are you? I'm good, Naima. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. I want to say thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, it's my pleasure. This is I've been looking forward to this.
0: Yay! So we are going to get started the way we always get started, and that is with the bikini hack. It's just going to be a series of quicker questions to get to know you a little bit better. So are you ready?
1: Are they like fast-paced? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, let's let's do it. (laughs) Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Let's go. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So, Camille, where are you from? Santa Cruz, California. Okay. And how old are you? I am 40 years old. And what do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a business owner, mother, um, retired dental hygienist, personal trainer, coach. Wow, you're everything. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of a busy person. How many years have you been competing? Uh, let's see. 2000, I started in 2013, so six. Okay. Going on seven. seven?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when and where did you get your pro card?
1: 2013
0: USAs. Nice. Okay. And name one quality about yourself that makes you a really strong athlete. Hmm.
1: You know, I think it's uh, – I I like to think of myself as being humble and grounded, um, and I think that's allowed me to continue on through the sport for how you know the long the length I have so far. I don't take things too personally. Um, I love what I do, and I continue with a positive attitude. It's very important. And and what's your favorite quote that keeps you going? Um okay, that was a good one. I actually had to do a little bit of research. <laughs> I was gonna write it down. okay. My favorite quote is Those who dare to fail miserably can achieve greatly. And I think that applies very well to especially the sport. Definitely. Do you feel like
0: you've failed miserably in your life?
1: <laughs> um I wouldn't say miserably, but I definitely have been through you know, my fair share of failures. Um, but you learn from your failures and that's what makes you stronger. If you didn't, you know, there's no champion or, you know, great leader who has, you know, gone to where they have without having some type of failure. Exactly. So, Camille, what keeps you motivated? You know, I'm the type of person who's very goal oriented. I like to constantly have things that I'm reaching for and striving for. Um, so a lot of the motivation comes within, you know, I have certain visions and goals, whether it's with my career or competing, um, being a mother, being a better, you know, fiance to my soon to be husband, Chris, you know, I, yeah, we need to, we, we, we're so busy. We've been engaged for like three years and it's, it's like we, it's time, it's time. But, um, you know, ah, uh, <laughs> repeat the question. <laughs> what keeps you motivated? <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I was, I just got in the like la la land about getting married. <laughs> I know. I bet. I just got engaged too. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Thank okay, you. Okay. So that's, that's motivation for us, right? <laughs> yes. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's just uh, being the best I can and, Uh, being a good role model for my daughter, for my athletes, for my, for my staff, or, you know, I, I have a certain vision of what I want to, who I want to be, what I want to accomplish. And um, when I feel like I've achieved that next goal, there's another goal. So that's, that's what keeps me motivated is that I'm, I never feel stagnant.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. So why do you compete? What
1: is your why behind it? you know i just i love competing i love a personal challenge um it gives me focus it gives me reason that same reason that got me into the sport years ago you know wanting to have a, my own personal goal my own personal focus outside of everything else in life you know it really gives me something to focus on and um like a you know personal it's, it's, it's something that I have for myself and I still get that same pleasure out of competing now for the same reasons. Um, you know, I never, you know, I, when I entered the sport, I never envisioned myself getting to this point or I actually didn't even know about it. I just was doing something as a goal. And so now as you know, the years have passed and you know, I feel like I've, I've, um, you know, grown into the sport as well um i just i really enjoy i love i enjoy every aspect of it i enjoy prep i enjoy the dieting i enjoy the training i i love off seasons i love on seasons i just like the whole aspect of it the last
0: question of the bikini hack and it is our favorite question if you could pick one what would be your absolute favorite prepping stage day or post show treats
1: I, I prepping for sure, prepping all the way. I mean, I do enjoy stage time, but I, I get nervous. Like like everybody else gets nervous, I'm sure. I also get nervous. So what I love most about competing is at the actual prep. I, I love, you know, you know, the competitiveness I feel when I'm, you know, during that, that process, the changes I see my body go through. Um, I, I really like that process. Show days a lot of fun, especially finals when the prejudging is done and the nerves are out of the way. Yeah. Um and, and post show is always fun. It is. Um, but then there's that, you know, then it's it's the next phase you're kind of getting ready for. But I the prep is for sure my favorite. Definitely. So, you know, Camille, I would love to learn a little bit
0: more about you and kind of how you started. I know you mentioned you're like, I didn't even know what this was. Like I don't even know what I yeah. signed up for. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> so what were you doing before competing and kind of like what made you want to start competing?
1: So before I started competing, I'm I was a, already working as a full-time dental hygienist. Um I was a new mom. I had a, my daughter was 2 at the time and oh, wow yeah, and I, I've always been into sports. Um, but I, I honestly was going through a depression during that time. It's not that I didn't, you know, I wasn't happy with my life. I, I had everything I wanted, I had worked for, but there was just something that was missing that I didn't have for myself. And like I said earlier, I'm I'm very goal driven and I had reached I had accomplished all my goals. I had, you know, put myself through school. I was working in the career I wanted to be in. I had my family, I had my daughter, but I was kind of depressed because I didn't have something for Camille. And um, I was training for a triathlon because I, you know, it was a challenge for myself. And my husband at the time was like, you know, you should try out for a bikini competition. You might like it. And I was just like, I had no idea what that even was. I mean, of course, I read all the, you know, fitness RX magazines and I would see those models in there. And I, I was always thought they were incredible. I would always, you know, study their workouts, but I never thought there was no way in hell I could ever look like that. Um, and I was, I was, ai wouldn't, don't say, I wouldn't say I was a shy person, but I, I definitely at that time, I was also very concerned with what other people thought of me. So the mm-hmm. thought of being on stage, I was just like, there's no way I could go on stage in a bikini, you know, that just really wasn't me. And, um, I was training the gym one morning at five 30 before work and doing my little circuit. And I was just like, you know what, that thought of doing a competition seems so like intimidating and scary. Like, all right, let's do it. So I started researching like crazy on YouTube and I could during that time. It was pretty hard to find. Coaches were not like they are now. Now the coaches are everywhere. During that time, I had a hard time finding coaching. Um, so I I coached myself for my first show, and I you know learned watched I studied Amanda Latona like a hawk for her posing. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I did not nail the Amanda Latona posing. I looked like a complete fool. Um, I saw that video. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That was like, I was dead serious in that video too. No, it's was um, so cute though. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was me trying to emulate Amanda Latona. No one's ever emulate her, but um, I did my first show um, and I placed third place and I was just like, Oh my God, that was amazing. Like the adrenaline I felt, I was literally just like off this adrenaline rush for a week. Um, so that's how I got into competing. Did, were you an overnight success or did it take you a little bit of time to get to the top? I would consider myself a pretty a pretty quick success. Um, I did my first show, placed third place about three weeks later. I, oh, at that show, I also found a coach, uh, Jamie D. Bernard with Fit Body Fusion. She was my first coach I had. And she coached me. She convinced me to do a national show three weeks later. Or I'm sorry. She convinced me to do a show three weeks later, um, the San Jose evolution something like that in uh, San Jose, California, and I got the overall and open bikini. And I was just like, "Well, that was awesome. You know, what's the next show?" And I was looking at regional shows and she's like, "You can't do another regional show. You just won the overall. Like your next step is the USAs, which was like uh, just a couple weeks away." And I was like, "Hmm, I'm not too sure." So we talked quite a bit about it and I did it and I got my pro card. So within about 2 months I got my pro card. My wow. third show. That's yeah. amazing. But then since I was a new pro, like very early on, like I was, I was still learning. I mean, I had only been, i have only done, only did three shows. Um, So, you know, I had a, I had a pretty quick success, but I definitely had to put my time in as a, in the IFBB to kind of, you know, get some wind under my sails and catch up because I was, I was, I was a rookie.
0: Yeah, definitely. But I mean, I feel like you are one of those people that are considered like a shoe in. <laughs> I feel like well, you know, when you're when you are on that list, it's like fear because, you know, you're just are always undeniable. Like your package is just amazing. Everything you bring is just amazing. Like, how do you even do that?
1: <laughs> well, first of all, thank you so much. Uh, second, It's funny that you say that because I have heard maybe a a couple other people say that to me in the past, and I'm always shocked to hear that because, honestly, I think of myself as, like, this new rookie. I don't know why I still think of myself as this new rookie, and I still get nervous when I get on stage because I, you know, I still get those initial feelings. And um, I think because... I had so many defeats after I got my pro card I mean it took me two years to even crack a top five and I was competing a lot oh wow um, I rocked the last callouts for like two years um so I was just really used to that but I still just loved the whole process and I kept on showing up so um you know that kind of goes back to my favorite quote about failures and then success and uh, you know all of that but you know, I, I, I don't consider myself a shoe. And I think because I've had to, you know, I had a, I, I think of myself as a rookie, meaning I want to continue to bring the best. I don't get, I don't get lazy in my preps. Like I, I will only come if I'm like perfect in my, in my opinion. And I think that's why I'm pretty consistent because I, I don't, you know, there's always, there's always room for improvement in my eyes.
0: Definitely. So you go in there knowing that I can improve. I need to get better not like I am the thing, the hottest thing, like I'm good. <laughs>
1: oh god, <This> is... <laughs> never. No, never. Like I I, I look at the, like I look at the list that come out and I'm like, "Hmm, okay." You know, like in and, and there's been many shows where like I never go in there too confident at all. Mm-hmm. Um I never go into any show expecting to win. Um and you know, I think that's why I Bring a consistent package. I think for, if anything is just more, I I'm pretty consistent. Yeah, you are, um, and that's your and physique that's is just, amazing. <laughs> well, well, thank you. It really but, is. But that's just because I, you know, I because the reason I'm consistent is because I don't, I don't get too confident with you know showing up to a show or play scenes. It's you know, I it's a, it's a each one's a battle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's really interesting that you said you know you were competing for two years before you cracked a top five, which
0: is so inspiring on so many different levels I think that's amazing yeah. i've I've actually heard that from you know a couple of the top pros you know I had been talking to a couple of of other pros and they had said the same thing that they had been rocking you know the the uh last callouts for for years and nobody really you know knew about it until obviously they were on top and I think it's just so important for girls to realize that like you know it takes a while a while to get there and I kind of wanted to yeah. ask you. I wanted to ask you what do you think you did that gave you advantages over others?
1: You know, I when I when I first started placing consistent in the top callouts, um and actually at my very first win, um I I you know, I when I I when I had my first win, I think that was uh back in 2016 or 2015. Anyways, I was looking back at pictures of, you know, when I, around my, you know, I early got my pro card and my shows before that. And, and there wasn't a whole lot of difference. I really think what happened was there was a shift in what the criteria was looking for, for bikini. And I was, I, I'm a naturally lean woman and I'm, I'm naturally, you know, pretty muscular and athletic, have an athletic build. So it doesn't take me much to get really shredded. And, and, of course, as a competitor, you know, we're our worst enemies and our worst, you know, critics. And so, you know, find find that right balance. But I think it really took a, a shift in the direction where bikinis started to head, which was like a more, was a little harder. And that really started to um, help my placings. And I actually talked to Sandy uh, Williamson about it. And, you know, we were talking about it one day and she was like, you know, you, she's like, really what happened, what, you know, the way, the reason why you started placing better is because bikini, the, the division kind of shifted and it kind of caught up to your type of physique. Mm. So, um, you know, I think that is part of it. And, and then the other factor is this, and and I, I don't think a lot of people really understand it, but you have to think of judges, that uh, you know, judges, they do, and they have a hard job, they have an amazing job, but they're also human beings. So when, when, when they're, when they see certain faces that they see a lot, their, their, their natural instinct is to notice them because they're used to seeing them. Um, you know, so I think when a lot of, when a, when a, a new pro is coming out on stage and she's in that first call out, my first thought is like, damn, like that girl is like fucking like, whew, she's, you know, that, that's, that's awesome to get noticed and to be in a first call out as a new pro. Um, but it takes time to, like, it, you know, be in front of those panels. And and a lot of, uh, I think, new pros who might have that first just, like, you know, impression on judges and can make those top call-outs, you know, they've also probably put in a lot of time as an amateur and went to a lot of national shows. And, you know, they, they're they're recognized. And I, I think that is kind of a factor. Um, I don't want to say that's political, but it's, it's just... Part of it is human nature, you know, it's personal preference, and so part of that that goes into that. When you have a really big class, for an example, like if there's a show that has thirty to fifty people, what I think the last week's uh, Iron Fifty nine people, yeah, okay, that's insane. Yeah, how like how do you judge that? And then when you start seeing familiar faces, then that's going to become a factor.
0: Yeah, definitely. Do you feel like that's going to become more of a factor now than ever because the pro shows are just so. now?
1: I don't know. I think, I think, I think it's timing. I think because whenever they make changes, the ITV makes changes with the criteria for Olympia, there's going to be a little bit of frenzy, but I think it's also just looking at certain, looking at the schedule and when there's, you know, the week before there was two big shows. And then of course, last weekend there was only one. So they all merged to one. Um, I think there's gonna be, there's certain times of the year that's, like, going to be super competitive and other times that's not going to be as competitive. And I think right now it's kind of like the tail end and it's – I don't know. That's a, that's a good question.
0: No, yeah, definitely. And it's kind of interesting. You it It really does work in shifts and it is all about timing as well, you know, especially yeah. with, like, the Olympia qualification points changing. Like, you just never know when that stuff's going to change and when people are going to, like – jump on and you know compete at every single show or take time off like you just you never really know you just never know who's going to show up
1: yep you don't and um and I and one thing it's funny like there'll be times where I'll look at the schedule for an example and I'm trying to book my next you know plan out my next season and I'm thinking like oh you know I bet most girls won't think about this show or probably people won't be doing this show they will be folks on this show or you know and I'm always so wrong. I always I always find that whatever I think that people won't be thinking, we're all thinking the same thing. We're all thinking
0: exactly. the same thing. <laughs> 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 that's funny. I've said that too.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like really coming
0: to this show. You you sign, you're like, oh my God,
1: everybody is here. <laughs> yeah. And that's and and you and you're like, wow, I thought I was gonna be like one of the only ones. <laughs> that's so funny.
0: So I, I wanna ask you this question because I literally got this question asked literally yesterday. And the question, this is what she said. Is this true that the industry is always looking for a younger look? I am over 40 and I was told that in order to get my pro card, I could only get it in the master's category and not an open category.
1: So, um, I, I want to say that's a little, that there is some truth to that. And the same, and you have to, you have to look at it this way. Okay. So the same, you know, there, we have bikini, we have figure, we have women's physique, we have all these different divisions and they have certain purposes for each one, certain criteria to help, uh, you know, separate the the classes. Well, the same thing goes with open and masters. And um, yes, I mean, I have been told that, you know, you look, you know, you're, I look a little bit more on the, I I'm 40 years old. So when I'm competing in the open, like, you know, I definitely look like a more mature athlete up there. And that is a factor I've, you know, it's, I've been told that and it's, I've come, it's completely understandable. It's not knocking someone's age. It's that you're competing in, in a very young division. So that it, part of the open is also that, you know, youthful, vibrant, Young, fresh look, not saying that masters is not like that, but if there's, you know, that maturity factor, um, then automatically they're going to be thought of as more in the masters category. So, yeah, that is a little bit of a factor, yeah. And I think it's interesting how
0: you kind of compared it to, like, okay, we have a we have a, you know, a different category for bikini figure physique. It's the same, it's kind of the same thing. That's why there's open and masters, you know, like everybody's got their own little, you know, category to compete in for,
1: I guess, or, you know, for a reason. Um, right. And and the same thing, you know, not just the face and, you know, the, the maturity in the face, but it's also most masters have a very mature muscle, you know, as well. They're very dense. Um, are, the skin's often a little thinner. So there's, there you can definitely, you know, there's, there's a difference in the body along with the face, um, you know, Open has, you know, usually newer, you know, softer, more supple muscle bellies because there it's, you know, newer muscle. And, and that really is kind of like a, you know, it, it it's a definitive look. So the master's category, like, you know, it's, it, it's, it's definitely has a different look than the open.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree 100%. And, yeah. you know, some people believe that once you compete in the master's category, you're never going to win in the open category. Like, what do you think about this?
1: Okay. So I, am I, I, if I, if there's anyone that can prove that wrong, it's me. Um, so when I was, when I was not placing making first call outs, um, as a new pro, I, you know, I got my pro card at age, 33. And um, when I hit 35, I started hitting master shows. Um thinking oh, wow. about, you know, yeah, so I was I competed in a lot of master shows. And I actually only did shows that had master's divisions, because I could not I was making last call outs and open. So it's like, all right, I guess I'm master. So I was doing master shows. And I did never ever want a master show. I was usually second place in those. Um, and I was definitely thought, looked at as a master's competitor because I competed in quite a bit of them. Um, and I won my first show at my first two shows back to back within two weeks in Omaha and Miami, and they were only open categories. So I had one, two open classes. And then after that, I was like, huh, I don't like, okay, I just won open shows I'm not like, so the next show I did that had a master's category, I chose not to compete in it. Mm. Um, That was back in like 2015. So I had competed in masters for, or I'm sorry. I don't know. I think I had competed in like maybe one or two years worth of master's shows. And I never went back. Um, And I don't compete. So, so you can, you, it is possible to Get yourself out of that. Not saying that it's a bad place to be, but you can, once you start to, once you're, once you're competing in the masters and you're doing that consistently, you are viewed as a masters athlete and it can be really hard to be looked at differently in the open. Um, but I did it, um, I did it and I don't compete in the masters now. I I could, but I, you know, I, I want to, when I do compete, I want to put all my eggs in that Olympia basket. I don't want it to have any kind of impact if, you know, with, in, with the open. I see. And what do you think that you did that allowed you to do so?
0: <laughs> I'm well, sure everybody
1: winning, wants to know. <laughs> it was, it was winning an open class. It was winning a class in Omaha. And then the next week and winning, winning my open in Miami, and there was some badass girls, um, that I competed against, especially in Miami. There was, uh, Michelle Sylvia who just got off the Olympia stage. There was mm-hmm. Romina Bass. Uh, there was like, I, I, I literally was like shocked when that happened. I was like, holy crap. Um, but that was, it was two open classes. And so when I, when I came back out to the West coast, you know, I had done, I think the Sacramento show, like shortly afterwards or. I was there, but anyways, the the judges they were like, you know, congratulations on on your win. They noticed that I had you oh, know wow. won a show recently, and and so I, th- I think it was like in the, their eyes, I was you know kind of it's like okay, she's you know she's competitive in the open. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, that's phenomenal. That just gives everybody just a little bit more motivation to do the same too. Because I know, well, I mean, some girls they they you know they love competing in masters, and I think it's awesome. I think it's amazing. And now we're having you know even masters pro shows where you can go um and get your pro card in the masters. It's like a full show just for masters to get their pro card. And um I think muscle contest just had just just created another one for December. This is the first year that they're doing that. So it's like the categories are just evolving, and and I think that's great. But you know some girls. You know they want to focus on the open because they want to go to the Olympia. They want those Olympia points. You know, right? So, so the
1: ma- in the Masters category, I would say, I, I mean, the Masters is huge. There's a lot of Masters athletes in the NPC. Um, so you know, the the Masters is a great great division. It's, it's awesome for a lot of women to continue on their fitness journey. It's great. Um, you know, the open is, has a distinct look, but it's definitely possible to, to, to do both. Or if you are, you know, solely doing masters and almost feeling like you're considered just a master's athlete, if you bring your best and you show up and it's the right time and it's the right place. Yeah. You can break that open.
0: Mm. You know, it'd be kind of cool if they had a division for the Olympia for the masters for bikini,
1: just because it's so big. I'm not even kidding. Like
0: it's so large. Oh, I know. And, and,
1: and I wouldn't be surprised if the next, uh, you know, few years that that is a possibility. There was a, a, uh, uh, Dave Palumbo had interviewed, uh, Tamer, um, who, you know, promoted the Olympia and, they were talking quite a bit about masters nationals and, you know, potentially being having a master's division at Olympia. Dave was asking about that. And, and, you know, so it it is a growing, growing aspect of the sport. And, you know, for the NPC and IPB, like, you know, yeah, maybe that would be a a good goal for that division to, um, you know, to continue growing out the NPC aspect of it um, you know, giving a goal and, you know, why not? So who knows? Don't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if it it was there in the future.
0: Definitely. So, you know, one thing that's super important in the sport is, you know, especially if you love it, is longevity. I think it's so important. So, and obviously you've been doing this for years, you're going on your seventh, maybe eighth. We weren't so sure on the number there, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, what methods and strategies, um, do you have for having longevity in the sport?
1: First of all, I think it's your mind frame and your the state of mind that you have. Um, you know, being able to take criticism with a you know like you know take it and accept it and be grateful for criticism. Um, you know, for every for every up, there's a down. But you have to look at those. You know, the the, the judgment and and uh, you know the downs as as an opportunity to be on the up so having a positive mind frame staying healthy in that regards is definitely definitely going to help you know enhance the longevity i think that's probably the most important aspect of it if when i when i hear women who or men who you know they 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 expect certain things or they expect to place a certain way because they work so hard they work harder than everybody else Um, you know, they don't, they get upset about feedback or a placing. It's just like, uh, that's just bullshit. I think they're, I mean, it's true to them, but they're, they usually don't have the longest career because they get angry and bitter and they are focused only on one thing. And they don't see that there's many other people with the same goal and trying to do the same exact thing. So if you can have a mind state, uh, you know, if you if your mindset is, you know, looking at everyone is like everyone, all of us work really, really hard. We all want this. You know, we're all working towards the same goal. There's only going to be one lucky person. And 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 honestly, a lot of these shows, it's like it's like splitting hairs. It's it's so, you know, you have to look at it, take it with a grain of salt. It's not the end of the world. It's you know, and it shouldn't be your entire world. You should also have a balance with other things in your life. So I have, you know, businesses that I've created from, you know, being in this industry, I've got an amazing daughter, I have an awesome fiance. And, you know, I have a really great life. And because I have all these other great things, it just enhances my passion. And that's what keeps me going.
0: Yeah. And that's so important that you have other things outside of competing. And I remember one time I was reading a post, you were saying that like competing is what kind of brought you to all of these these amazing things in your life that you have right now yeah. and, and just like your businesses that you have. So what are some of the businesses that you have and some of the
1: opportunities that have come your way? Wow. Well, competing has b- brought it's, it's brought me so many opportunities. Like I can't, like if there, it's, it's, incre- when I think about it, it's, it's almost overwhelming, you know? And, and that's one point that I tried to, I want to share with people is that, you know, just because you might be focusing on this particular win or on, on a certain placing, like you, some people are blinded to opportunities that's all around them and the relationships, the networking that you, that you, acquire from being in this industry. So, um, yeah, my, my, the first business that I created with my fiance, Chris was uh, team pulse. It's a, our coaching team that we, you know, we've coached athletes and lifestyle clients around the world. Um, and we started that back in like 2014 and, um, that was great. It escalated. And then, um, uh, about four years ago, three years ago, we opened up a nutrition shop in Santa Cruz called Santa Cruz Sports Nutrition. So it's a supplementation shop, it has meal prepping um, apparel. And, you know, the whole goal was to, you know, be give offer knowledge and um, educate our clients and our members and our athletes on, you know, be more informative than just like, here, buy this, you know, tell them like why, what the reasons for it. So we created that shop, um, brick and mortar and online about three years ago. And then, um, we had the amazing opportunity to purchase Santa Cruz power fitness, which is a big box gym out here in Santa Cruz, California. It's, it's a, it's a pretty hardcore gym. It's an old school gold gym. It has a killer vibe um and we had the opportunity to purchase that gym and we did and we've um we we absolutely love it it's a crazy job we have about 2800 members um we have a, you know a training team about 10 personal trainers we have a we have a large staff so it's a lot to manage i also do all the marketing and you know billing i we you know there's a lot that goes into it but it doesn't feel like work because it's something that's just, it's, it's ours and it's, it's a, it's a passion, but none of this would have been a possibility if I had never competed. And I'm a dental, I'm a registered dental hygienist. I still have my license. I haven't practiced in two years because my other businesses started to take over and I was, you know, it was paying you know, I was earning more doing working my businesses and I was the hygienist, but, um, you know, it's it's transformed my whole projection with my career. Um, I'm no longer in healthcare. And now I'm in health and fitness. I guess kind of similar, but a little not cleaning teeth anymore. I'm like helping people with Get their fit. training and their diets, yeah. and um, it's a great community. So if it wasn't for competing, none of this would have been even in the picture.
0: Yeah, or you wouldn't even have thought that these things could be possible either.
1: You know, no, I would. They, it would never, ever been a thought ever. Yeah,
0: wow, that is phenomenal. It's it's really interesting to me that you know, Chris is like your everything.
1: <laughs> he is. He's he's. How do you guys? He's do incredible. That? He's like your fiance. He's your coach, right? <laughs> yeah, business partner, uh, like. Yeah, uh, we just have a. You know, we have an amazing relationship. We have a lot of fun together. We have the same vision and goal and passion. Um, he's he's very supportive. Um, he's he's incredible. You know, we, it it can be challenging at times for both of us to you know sometimes work together. We have our little moments and stuff, but for the most part, oh my god, we have an incredible relationship, and we. Um, but it, we have the same we have the same dream and goal, and that's what it's just we we fe- we fuel the other ones you know, dream because we, we share that.
0: Yeah. I feel like a a lot of people, um, you know, they do the same thing, like they get with their partner and they want to, you know, build businesses together and they, you know, maybe one coaches the other, especially like in the fitness industry. My question is what kind of, or what would be your advice for, um, keeping it so that it's still a relationship
1: and it's not
0: just like a business relationship, you know what I mean? Like, how do you kind of separate the two?
1: That is hard that is hard, and I'll be honest like we 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 are working on balancing that as well um that it's very tricky because we you know we we work such long days um there's always so much to do when we you know we work like probably fourteen hour days oh wow and and we take the work home with us like we, we are, we're very busy um and it's a in and and in the gym industry, um, it's it's like you have to have your foot on that gas pedal full throttle the whole time. As soon as you let it up, it's crazy because you feel the effects the next week or, you know, the next month. Um, just like the, if the fitness industry in general. It's very, you know, if somebody is thinking about they want to get a, diet, a coach, they have that impulse thought right then. If you do not jump on that reply or, you know, like they've maybe changed their mind or they found someone. So it's it's a very fast paced industry. Um, so we work very we work hard. And so, you know, I feel like Chris and I do our best at balancing all that. You know, we, you know, spend time together. We need you know, we, we do need to go on more date nights and stuff. But that <laughs> is challenging. I'm not going to lie. That is challenging.
0: Yeah, but he must be like a, a huge support because he gets it. You know what I mean. And and you guys are both like yes. ambitious. Oh my gosh, very ambitious Absolutely. people. And I feel like when two right. ambitious people are together, like it really, really works. You know, you understand that okay, <laughs> this may suck, but you guys are having like the same the same struggles together.
1: <laughs> yeah, and we have we have different roles. You know, he he does he he's incredible at running. Um, the the he he does a lot of the back end stuff mm-hmm. um he does and he's incredible at it if, if that part was up to me oh my god we'd be failing miserably but i do i do more of the front end i do the marketing um i do a lot of the you know outreaches i'm more of like the you know on the front line of it where he manages all the nitty gritty in the back end so we have our roles and that's what works really really great and we luckily have a an awesome team that we work with that helps. But, uh, yeah, girl, it's challenging. Yeah.
0: And I just feel like there's so many like positives that, you know, the sport has brought you, but I'm kind of curious, what are some setbacks? What are some hardships that you've gone through, um, being a competitor?
1: Um, you know, I think, well, that's a great question. And, um, I forgot who, who said it. Um, I was listening to this podcast last week and, um, They were talking about like what they were talking about, and I don't want to refer to myself as a champion, but that's not how I'm trying to come across, but they were talking about like, what makes someone like what, what, like what's the difference between like someone who like an average person versus a champion, like what's the difference? And the difference is really nothing except for that person who is the champion Is like OCD, like they have a hard time turning off a switch, (laughs) and they 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 jeopardize a lot of other things in their life because they're so OCD and fixated on one particular thing. Hmm. And that's I would say that has been my setback. There's been times in my life where I've been so fixated on a goal or competing where I don't I I didn't really I I wasn't paying attention to other things around me where whereas I should have. So learning how to balance life and learning how to balance everything, that's very challenging. And I think everyone is still to some point working on that process. Yeah. Um, I think I've improved um, tremendously. But the fact that I, you know, as a competitor and as and that's also why I'm I've been successful as long as I have in the sport is because I'm OCD. I'm like I get kind of fixated. And I like when I'm getting close to a show. I'm probably the most annoying person to be around because I'm just like, com- like comparing my pictures like crazy to every <laughs> like like to the day of like the last three years and like and like Chris would just be like, you know, like put your flipping phone down. Like I I don't realize it, but that's my O C D ness, you know, and that's and that comes out when I'm in deep into prep. And that part can be, I think, a negative aspect of competing.
0: Yeah, definitely. But I mean, that's also what makes you a really, really good athlete. You know, you need to have that
1: in order to be successful. You have to be OCD and you have to be just like fixated and just like, there's no like, there's like, you know, when I'll have people DM me and be like, you know, what do you do if you like want chocolate? Or what do you do if you eat all this? And like, do you ever, you know, do I do like, do I do that? And I'm like, I'm like, fuck, no, I'm competing for I'm like, Olympia is four weeks away. Why would I binge on chocolate right now? Yeah, you know? that's not even a thought of mine. Like, hell no. So <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah, funny. we're OCD. No, it's true. Um,
0: Usually what I do is I talk the heck out of everything because there's no way to really like cope with anything. So yeah. I talk the heck out of well, my fiance now. <laughs> and it's Aww. like usually he'll just like record me. He thinks it's funny. He'll turn on his phone and record <laughs> me. And then he'll be like, you've been talking about absolutely nothing for like 10, 20 minutes. Like I haven't said a
1: word to you. Like what's
0: your problem?
1: <laughs> That's well at least you're talking <laughs> him Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it, it helps, you know, just to kind of and I'll just talk about like what I ate, you know, my workout like my sets my reps you know the game plan like you're just going like that OCD like you're just going through
1: every little detail to make sure every little thing is perfect and you know right right we're not looking at like you know like uh like when I when I'm when I'm prepping it I don't look at like my workouts as like Okay, I just gotta get through this workout. Like I'm looking at as like I only like I look at it as like okay, I only have this many more, I only have this many more leg days. I only you know, which is means I have this many more sets and this many more reps to like make progress. Like that's how crazy we get.
0: Yeah, definitely. So how do you do everything like all of this? Like you're a business owner, you know, have multiple businesses. You know, you're prepping, yeah. you're, you're a coach. Like how are you doing all of this while being a mother? Well, I don't sleep.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sleep or eat. <laughs> yeah. I, I eat. I definitely eat, but I don't sleep. No, um, we um, it's 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 tough. And I and I there's definitely, you know, I, I don't get to everything I need to in a day, but I prioritize, I have to write everything down. I really utilize my calendars. Um, I delegate projects to team members who are able to perform them for me. Um, I, you know, the days I share my daughter half time with her father who by on the, um, by, by the way, is a really good friend of mine to this day. Um, but you know, so with the days I don't have my daughter, we, I, I'm like, I'm busting butt to get everything done. So it's just, you know, prioritizing, making the most of my time. If I've learned, if I, if I can't get to something, it can wait till tomorrow. It's not the end of the day. Um, but it's challenging for sure. And what
0: are her thoughts about competing?
1: So she loves it. Um, you know, I, if you came into my home, there's no pictures of myself competing. Um, it's all, you know, we have maybe a a few, about five family photos of like all of us together and stuff, but I, I don't display it around her. I don't, I, I did not want to push a certain body image on her. She's only 10 and I didn't want her to think that's the normal way a woman should look because maybe that's not how she wants to look. Um, so I, I've really kind of kept it at a distance. She definitely knows what I do. She's been around it her whole life. Um, and last year I was telling her, I was, you know, thinking about retiring and, um, and she was, her reaction surprised me. She was just like, no, you cannot stop. You can't. You can't stop competing. Like you know, she she really likes it. She looks up to me. She thinks I'm. She, I well, there's a, lo- a long time she thought I, I competed in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like no, <laughs> um, but she she she, she, she looks. She she tells her friends about it. She's very proud um she's she thinks it's really cool and um so she like she she's very supportive. To answer your question, she's she's very supportive of it. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's, and
0: I love that idea of like, you know, the fact that you don't do that because that was my next question, like do you she ever have like body images because she's seeing her mom, you know, doing all these things. But I mean, if it's if it's not coming from you obviously, you got to watch out because the internet is everywhere, so it's it's kind of hard to just, you know. Oh yeah.
1: I I mean, if she she's 10 and in middle school is she's you know she's a tween and so that age group is especially girls and it seems like it's a lot worse than when we were that age but um they're pretty nasty to each other a lot of times and yeah um you know they're if the, if she hears anything about body image or or things like that it's usually coming from peers at school Um, and and it's so, when I, she tells me, I, I think it's so, she's, she has this like naturally just super slender, tall physique. She's almost as tall as, tall as I am. Um, and you know, she, I can, I've, I've caught her a couple times mentioning something about her body and I'm just like, Lola, what are you talking about? Like you, you're absolutely beautiful. You, you, you're perfect, you know, but, um, She, you know, I think it's inevitable for, yeah, I think, unfortunately, that's, that's the society that we live in as women, you know, there's, you hear, you hear things and you start to compare and it's, you know, but from, as a, from a mother standpoint, seeing my daughter go through this, I'm just like, like, God, it's crazy. Yep.
0: Mommy's going through it too. <laughs> judges are, judges are examining her as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. <I know>. Right. <laughs> but, but no, yeah. <laughs> like
0: on a more serious note, I understand it's kind of ine- inevitable, you know, because of the society that we live in and that the, the kids are always going to be, you know, comparing each other and, and somebody's always going to be the in person or in group or whatever right. it is these days. Right. Yeah. Right. And
1: luckily my daughter goes, she goes to a, um, a private school that really focuses on like, uh, you know, performing arts and it's very small. It's kind of a little hippie school. It's very, it's been awesome for her. So she's very isolated from the, a lot of the kind of, you know, stereotypes that, that are out there. She's kind of blocked from that, which is great, but you know, there's, uh, you know, she doesn't have a social media account. I won't let her till she's older, but um you know, YouTube, things like that and just chatter from friends, yeah it's it's inevitable.
0: I wanted to ask you about when you told your daughter that you might be retiring
1: yeah. why did you say that?
0: <laughs> I feel like her right now. Why would you quit you can't stop
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean I love it. I absolutely love it um but it's um it's a grind that'm I'm, I'm almost kind of getting like, kind of, I'm, I'm ready for the next phase in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we're, our businesses are growing and we're looking at expanding, we're expanding one of our businesses, um, in the next six to eight months. And we're going to look at opening another location. Um, so we're doing, there's a lot of growth and that, it takes a lot of focus when I'm competing. It's hard to really, you know, be mentally there hundred percent. Um, I, I absolutely love it. Honestly, I was thinking about retiring after this last Olympia and I won a show and I qualified for next year's Olympia. Um, wow. I, I applied for the Arnold's. We'll see if I get in. So I've been saying I'm thinking about retiring for the past two years, but it just hasn't happened yet. So I'm never going to announce that. I'm never going to say never because you never know. Yeah. I, I I'm just, still active in the game.
0: Yeah. I just love that you're and You're just doing so well, you know what I mean? And I just feel like you're just such a light for all of the females who are wanting to get to where you're at. And even, you know, at your age, because yeah. there's just, I, I, it just drives me nuts when, you know, females that are a little bit older they come to me they're like i feel like i'm too old for this sport and i'm like are you kidding me you guys are thriving in your you know totally. mid 30s
1: to 40s that's like when you thrive like what are you talking about <laughs> totally totally you, I, I i i i've gotten better with age yeah can you kind
0: of give us cuz you know i feel like when people talk about age they're always talking about the disadvantages could you kind of give us some of the advantages that you have um being a, around your age
1: Sure. Um, well, I think for one, um, you know, I, I, confidence, you know, I don't, I don't look at, I don't look at my other competitors as, I don't, I'm not intimidated by them. I think because I've just, I've, um, you know, I've had more, I don't know, time to be very confident in my own skin and ha- like content with myself. And so I don't look at them as intimidation factors. Um, I look at them as fellow peers. Um, you know, I think also an advantage that a uh, more mature woman would have is their ability to have more dense muscle. So if you're going to have a more definition, and it's, you know, generally easier to show that. Um, and the flip side, that can also, you know, be you have to be careful about that. But, um, you know, mature women have a little bit more dense muscle, which is going to show, you know, a little bit more maybe in the tie ins and, um, Let's see. What else? Um, Another benefit of being a more mature athlete or competitor, maybe that you're more a little bit more financially secure and you can afford to compete more. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a huge, huge, right? One. Yes. Right? Huge. Um, let's huge. see. There's all there's a, I, I mean, honestly, the there's really no diff, there's no disadvantage or it, to me, it's the same. You know, mm. it's it's absolutely the same.
0: I do it's- I do like that you mentioned the confidence level, though, because if you think about it in like you said at any age, you know, it's the same. But, you know, the more you're on stage, you know, the more you get confident, you know, the more you do something over and over again, it's inevitable that you're going to get better at it, that you're going to feel more confident in yourself and that you're going to, you know, get better every single time you step on stage. So I just feel like, you know, at it, when you're older and you've been doing it for a while, like it's going to. You know that's going to happen. So
1: yeah, I mean, usually older women compared to much younger women, an older woman already has. You know, they pro- probably have kids. They have a career. They have a family. They have an awesome life. You, you know, most of the time they have a. You know, they already have all these achievements. They have this is just a you know a bucket list, and this is just yeah. something that they're doing for like to f- like self fulfillment. Whereas a lot of younger athletes, they might be doing it because they're trying to get you know, insta insta famous or be, you know, try to, you know, have a certain, a different goal, which can put a lot of pressure on that person. So a lot of times the more mature competitor, you know, they've already, they've already won. Like they already have everything. This is just like a cherry on top.
0: Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. And, you know, I know you said that you don't really know what's going on, but what are your goals um, for this next year, 2020?
1: Well, I just applied to the Arnold Classic, so um, we'll find out if I'm invited or not in December, end of December. Um, I am going to be competing in the 2020 Mr. Olympia as well. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I know. I'll be 41. Wow. wow. Um, I'm really excited about that. I want. I was really, this last Olympia, I thought it was going to be my last. I was going to just like, you know, hang my bikini up on a high note. And I requalified, but my prep with that mindset was so amazing. I was just, I was, I had never been more into a prep because I was just like, this is like, I'm going to go out with a bang. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was, it was a lot of fun. So now I get to relive that moment all over again. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, that is so awesome. And I just loved everything that we talked about and I loved getting to learn a lot about you and who you are. And I just thank you so much for being on Camille.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me. This was a lot of fun, and I love your podcast, and I think it's it was gr- it's great what you do, and I really appreciate you inviting me on. Awesome. So we are getting
0: to the Bikini Diaries question, and you can answer this question any which way that you would like. Okay. If there was one thing you could confess, whether it be good or bad, about your experiences as a competitor, fill in the blank, dear diary.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is what I'm going to say. And if there's guys listening, I don't care if you're grossed out. I'm sorry if you are. Girls, you'll understand. But, okay, every show, almost almost every single show, I'm on my period. And never fails. It always happens the night before, the morning of. And so sometimes to avoid any kind of, like, disaster on stage, I'll put two tampons in. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know okay. you could do that. <laughs> yeah, you can. If you're <laughs> – small ones. Okay, that was really gross. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> that was really gross.
0: <laughs> oh, that was an epic uh, confession. Thank you for your confession, Camille.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
0: And if there was one piece of advice that you could give to
1: someone wanting to become a professional in the sport, what would you give them? Okay, that one I can answer. Whew. Um I would tell them to be patient, be patient and to, you know, not get so fixated on a certain placing or getting a pro card. Um, Take every show, every moment for what it is and never forget who you are, your purpose and your journey. And Remember that it takes time, just as long as it takes time to change your physique. It takes time to achieve certain goals, placings, and you have to just enjoy the whole process. Thank you very much. I loved it. And if we could, um, if we wanted to
0: find you and follow you, where would we go?
1: You can find me on Instagram at Camille underscore Periot. You can find me on Facebook as well. I have a website, santacruzpowerfitness.com. A personal one you'll find me all right thank you so much camille if you
0: love this episode just as much as i love this episode and you know someone who may love this episode just as much as you and i loved this episode please pass them on to me it would mean the world to me if you could help me help others so please if you loved it it takes 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review and share with all of your friends Thank you so much for tuning in today and always remember to never give up on your dreams.